started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. so proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, welcome to Across the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest from the Get Spooky Society, Tina West. So this is part two of our Get Spooky Society uh, paranormal investigation. Talk about what's going on. So... Tell us a little bit about what you do. You are a medium, correct? I am. I am a psychic medium with the Get Spooky Society, which means I can see, hear, feel, sometimes smell dead people. Oh, I see. Wow. <laughs> How's that sound? That, that went not where I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, that I was not, not thinking that, that either. I was not expecting. Yeah. So, so if a spirit smoked cigarettes or used perfume, sometimes I can pick up on those smells. Well, that's a little yeah. more. That's a little yeah, bit that better. Sounds better. That sounds a lot better. You got that? <laughs> can I, uh, another second, when, uh, how long has it been since you've I didn't realize that you were able to do this? All my life. All, All your my life. life. I've always been able to sense when someone was going to die. I told my grandmother, told my mother that my grandmother had died before she died, um, before my mother knew that she had passed. Okay. Um, I've always been able to see spirit. Always. I don't remember a time without it. Now, I did, while my children were small and I was busy being a mom, I did kind of step it back a little bit, but... Empty nester. There you go. Back at it. There you go. Okay. So, oh, something's beeping uh, over there. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm just e- going to set this over here. Okay, we've got to put that too. next to the cat ball here. Yeah, since our cat and this, ball is going What on. we just stuck to the, next to the cat ball is the what again? EMF. EMF, which stands for? EMF. 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 Electromagnetic field. Electromagnetic field. Electromagnetic field, which senses uh, electro- electromagnetic field. It also has a, it has a thermometer in it, a digital yes. thermometer in it, too. Right. So, so this is next to the, the uh, cat ball. So, so okay. obviously, we're picking up from last week's podcast talking about um, they did a paranormal in- investigation. The house that's attached to the rusted nail speakeasy here. Um, so, and actually... The stone basement from the house is the storage for the rusted nail speakeasy. Okay. You, uh, so before you ever came here, you did some... It's called channeling. Channeling. So it's basically like a meditation where I ask my spirit guides to give me information needed for the investigation. So it can give me names. It can give me um, what a place looks like, a history, um, 
just all kinds of things can pop through. I get visions, I get a sense, and then I write it all down in my trusty little notebook because before an investigation, they are forbidden to tell me anything other than the address, how to get there. So, so tell us just a couple items that that, that I saw here before, before I got here. Before you came here. So before I got here, I knew it was an old building. Okay, she did tell me that. I wrote down the year that I believe it was built. And so what year was that? I believe 1857 is a significant year for this building. So I'm going to tell you that it was built sometime between 1834. So there's a, let me tell you the exact history. So in 1815, the original land grant uh, was granted for this property. It was 160 acres. I've got a copy of the original land grant. Uh, it went through several families before it came to mind. The first family was Alexander Cummings, which is significant because we'll talk about it a little bit later about the house was probably used for a church at one point in time. Then it was transferred to Peter and Holly Gray, Stephen Ryder, Alexander and Francis Delrock, Abraham Andrews. And so that's where it's going to get interesting because... 160 acres were sold for $500 in 1834. That was the original, original grant. In 1865, 40 acres were sold for $1,600, which tells me in between that time that house was probably built, which fits right in your timeline. Mm-hmm. We don't have, we weren't able to, we went to the county courthouse and the historic records. We could not get the exact date. But it's between 1834 and when it's 41 acres, which was what we owned, sold in 1865. So I think your date is right on, probably. Awesome. So. Awesome. And I, Spirit tells me. I, I don't have a clue. When, right. when I get these things, I just write them down. So what else did it tell you? So some of the other interesting things I wrote down was I wrote down that there is a chair here that rocks on its own. So, we'll stop there for a moment. If you guys all listened to our last podcast, uh, Maddie, uh, my son's fiance, when they lived in the house here, uh, actually it was before they lived, well, Josh did, and she was his girlfriend at the time. She had an experience with the rocking chair. It was rocking Mm -hmm. by itself in another room than she was in. She could hear it rocking. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll come back to that chair. And when I, yes, and when I got here... I walked around the whole property, inside and out, outside first and then inside, and I saw several rocking chairs, but one in particular, there was a gentleman sitting right there So, uh, chair. So, you know, we... Not of this world. When they came here to do the investigation, Dwayne was here, and Dodie, and Mary, and we didn't give them any, we didn't really... No. Nope. Go do it. In fact, we sat at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy. We were eating and drinking. (laughs) We were eating pizza and drinking cocktails, and they were uh, checking things out. So, Mm -hmm. yep. And I could see his spirit sitting in that particular chair. Um, There was another chair in the living room, but I didn't get a connection on that one. But then the third chair I found in the uh, sitting room. I assume you call that. Yeah, we call that the new living room. So new living room. Yeah. So we added on. You know, being in construction, I added on when Mary and I got married, we added on again and added a four car garage in the living room for her items. So nice. that was a chair that came from her mom's house, which came from her aunt's house. And we're going to do some 
investigation to see where it came from prior. Yes, and that is the chair that the REM pod continued to right. go off on. And I did have a name attached to that particular chair of Martha. So if you that's come, what we're come, looking come for, across yeah, we're Martha, looking for Martha. Um, she is attached to that chair. All right. So that was awesome. Um, I also saw a lot of children around this property. Lots of children outside. So to give you a little history, um, the there's a church up the road, Whitcomb Church. Oh, which I also saw a connection. I put to the Primitive Baptist Church because that's the only one I know since and, and, I'm not and, from the area. Yeah. But yes, it could be this Whitcomb Church yeah. as well. So the Whitcomb Church was built 1861 mm. by land donated by William Cummins. So if you remember, the first person to own this land was a Cummings as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <coughs> so mm-hmm. it says prior to that, it was held in an old house which served a double purpose of a school building and a house of worship. Mm-hmm. So for folks that have ever, and we'll, we'll put a picture of the, the front window of the house, which mm-hmm. mimics the original front window. It's uh, like like a cathedral window, like you would see on the front of a church. That so makes sense. We, you know, the people at the courthouse when we were going through records years ago uh, surmised that this was the house that was used as a school and as a church before they actually built the church in mm-hmm. Whitcomb. So that makes sense, doesn't it? Explains the children and the yeah. explains the children. It also explains the candle or lanterns in the windows that I saw. Right. Because you know, in a church, there was always you know the candle was always lit, always to welcome you there to worship. Right. So that made sense. I also uh, had the strong smell of uh, smoke. So I think possibly a fire at some point was in this building. That I, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't. I, I stripped this building down to studs and didn't see any fire. Uh, anything that looked like fire. Okay. But I know that fireplace or just it could have been. You know, and my grandparent. You know, my grandpa smoked. I'm sure my great back in the day they all rolled their own. You know, you roll your own nowadays, it's something else. But back then, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to say, I remember my, my grandpa would buy Prince Albert in the big cans and put it in the little, if tins. you remember, the little tins. Yeah. He could take a rolling paper, put it in his hand, take that tin, put tobacco in it, roll it, mm-hmm. all in one hand, lick it, and put it together. One hand. It was a... The REM pot is going the off REM pot's on the steps. going off, yeah. Hey, Margie, would you get that for us? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unusual for the REM pod to go off. And, and this a, house is very active. It's been a busy so, night tonight. It's been a busy, busy Going night. off a lot. So, and just so listeners don't get freaked out and think we're crazy. You know, there's nothing. We're not seeing like Ghostbusters ghosts or anything. No. It's just feelings and spirits. No. And, yeah. It's just energy. Hey, I've lived here for a dozen years. It's all good. It's just energy. We, yeah, don't, it's energy. we don't allow evil or, or right. bad things right. around us. We put protections around us. So I've always, you know, said it's my great-grandpa, James. He is here quite a bit, but there's quite a few other yeah, folks. Yeah, that's what I've learned. I learned Tuesday that there's more folks here than there's just him. There's more so. folks, for sure. we got a couple of other ones in the back room that... We met yeah. some this evening. Yeah. That didn't. I don't think they were upstairs. I think these were... So, for people, if you don't know history, so this house is built pre-Civil War, so there could have been underground railroad stuff that went on here. So, most of the... 
the folks and my great great grandfather uh, was in the Civil War. We found all that information out. Uh, fought on the Union side. So most of the people in this area fought on the Union side, right. I believe. Sure. So this was a hot area for the Underground Railroad. Right. Yeah. In fact, if you go, if you cross the line to the 15 side where Dwayne and I grew up, maybe close to that's it might be the 69 side the quick, yeah the quick house is what i'm talking about Out in by morris yeah yeah there's so as an underground railroad house that tied to another house and there was actually a tunnel that went under the road from one house to the other yeah and there's you know in brookfield there's assumed houses that were part of the underground railroad and then if you get not too far north of here there's a very famous andrew coffin house the andrew yeah. coffin house it's, is a very yeah. famous house for so the there's quite a few in laurel as well yeah so you know, there could have, it's hard to say what was in that stone basement, who was in that stone basement, mm-hmm. and for what reasons. Right. right. So I can tell you some fun things. So my grandma and grandpa got married during the, during the speakeasy days, Prohibition. <laughs> so the story was, and if you see, it's kind of weird. So there used to be a concrete, instead of the wood deck that goes around the house, it was concrete, and there was a window well in the middle of the deck that was in. So what I was told is during my grandma and grandpa's wedding reception, which was held here, and they they were all on the porch, they were handing liquor out from the stone basement <laughs> yeah. through that because it came yeah. right. I remember as a kid, it was like what there was a space about this wide, about a foot wide, and there was a window that went into the cellar on the porch. Like what in the world was that? So what I'm told is during a wedding reception they were handing it's the hidey hole. Yeah, they were handing <laughs> the goodies up. So okay. the speakeasy has started on good terms. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell me what else. Once you were here, tell me what you. Well, once I was here, I'm walking the property. We don't want to give too many things away because we're gonna. You know, well, we can because we're releasing this the same time we're sending them to your website. So gotcha. they'll have to go there to see it. They're just yeah, hearing about it. Yeah, you can see the here. video on the website. Yeah. So I walked the property, and like I said, there was lots of children outside. I saw a clothesline, which, you know, wouldn't surprise me. Um, but as I got onto the side porch, I got very, very dizzy. Um, and that's usually my sign that, you know, spirit's close. You know, I, I usually get a headache, you know, my nose starts running, and I get very, very dizzy. Um, so as I came into the house, uh, I turned to the left uh, first, which is the dining room. Right. And it about knocked me over. So when I was a kid, that was the original kitchen in the house. There was, there was back, this is in the 70s, there was one line of water, there was a well, and it was just pumped to a sink there, and then it when it ran outside. There was no bathroom in the house. And I don't know, you know, what year it actually had running water here. There was a summer kitchen in the back that was falling down that had a hand pump and a sink. You know, in my mind, that was probably, you know, where they did most of the kitchen stuff. And then once they were able to get electric and a pump, they moved it up. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we haven't really sat in the dining room and done an investigation yet. We did the room underneath it in the basement. We did that this evening. Um, but yes, that room definitely had some issues that I need to address. So they're never issues, they're opportunities. Issues. <laughs> issues to find out yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So I'm, every time on a job site somebody says, we got an issue, I said, no, we have an opportunity for an improvement. There we so. go. Well, that's what we're going to do. So I walked uh, living room, I felt okay in, um, just your typical 
original front door action that uh, that I feel. Right. Um, that's very normal. Then I went into the bedroom with the rocking chair and down to the the um, the new living room, sitting room. And then I went upstairs to the front bedroom. Well, I want to stop for just okay. a second. So the new, the setting room, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. So it's a living room and there's a, a dog room with our two dogs in that room. I did not go in that room. So, well, what's amazing is anybody's ever been here, you just, what, just walking to that room, those dogs would, normally would have went berserk. All night. Yeah, all, right. yeah, all night long. Right. You guys have all heard it. Absolutely. Yep. Sure. We did this whole thing, and we were in there talking, moving around, talking to the spirits. Did you hear a dog once? No. couple whimpers. A yeah, few, and that was it. Nothing. And that was only when we were having activity with Martha in the rocking chair. Yes. Right. That yep. we heard just a little bit. <laughs> just a right. little, As we felt like there was orbs and spirit coming down that hallway. I, I'm going to tell folks that don't realize those dogs normally go... Right. They let you know who's boss. <laughs> right. Now, they're only a foot tall, but they let you know who's boss. And <laughs> yeah. We didn't hear no, no, no. anything. Mm-hmm. No, the whole night. Right. Even when by the end of the night when things were calmed down, they'd still, and nothing. Nothing. So that, that like was the two whimpers the whole night. That was, was all we heard. very, very unusual for us. Awesome. So there's well, a lot maybe, of other things. Maybe that, that was my calm energy yeah. that I brought in. Yeah. Alan wants to know if you can leave it here. Yeah, can you leave that energy here? <laughs> I can give you some pointers for you to make your own comments. Oh, there you go. Maybe that's what you need to do, Alan. Yeah, Alan, kind of... Alan needs a lot of help in that area. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, geez. Where's the beef? Yeah. So upstairs in that front bedroom, um, there is a dresser or a desk. I'm not sure what it was used for originally, but I saw a woman sitting there at it. Um which I, then you told me that was Mary. Yeah, that, that's not well. original to the house, but um, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, doesn't have to be. Yeah. In fact, all the furniture up there is not original to the house. Yeah, it's all furniture we moved from Mary's. So yeah, there was a lot of activity up there. Um, we investigated later with all the cameras and equipment. And right. we did get some interesting. Uh, I know you guys were up on. there for a long time. We so. were up there for a long time. Yes, we were. That's good. What other questions you have for me? I have a question. Okay. I just want to make oh. sure I'm clear on this. Sorry about that. So you you seen these people and these kids and stuff, right? I see them. Okay. I hear them. But in the beginning, you explained that you only see people who are no longer living, dead. So are you saying this is where they died or nope. just the fact that they're no longer on this earth? They are no longer of this earth. Okay. So that's why I want to make sure I'm clear on because I want to make sure that all those kids die here. No. That's not the case. Okay. No. They They were just people that had spent time here. Spent time here. Happy here. Okay. Want to communicate with someone here, with a relative. Okay. And they came back possibly because it was a joyful place for them. Joyful. Absolutely. Okay. And and spirit also attaches to property as far as furniture, you know, grandpa's rocking chair. Okay. You know, they they just come hang out. Well, that know. that leads me to the back that we were talking earlier. For what you do, what is the difference between the medium and the empath? I mean, what 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 do what do the individual, I guess, skills do? Well, an empath can feel the emotions of the living, 
an intuitive empath can feel the emotions of the dead and the living, and a psychic medium can do all of it. Okay. I can. That's nice and simple. So I could get like I could give a reading to you is what it would be called instead of a channeling. I could read you, which means I would ask your spirit guides to give me information that you need right now in your life. So then I would get messages, say I don't know, like a blue car and and sunglasses or whatever, and it would be right. up to you to decipher these messages. But that's that's what a psychic medium okay. can do. It explains it. Okay. That helps. So. Has there ever been a time where you either like freaked yourself out or left yourself almost like scared? I have not been scared. I have become physically ill and had to leave um, the room that was being investigated. And that one in particular was at the Laurel High School um, when Stephanie and Ashley felt the need to provoke this very not nice man that was hanging around and it made me physically ill. I had to leave and yeah, throw up. <laughs> well, back, just back here tonight. I mean, I when it got very busy, you got physically or just needed to get out of there. To it get does. A break. It takes a lot of energy for me to not only am I channeling and getting information, I'm also sending out pr- protective vibes for everybody that's there so that no evil can come in and attach itself. So I'm like doing double duty when I'm channeling. So that's why it's so physically draining. That's why I have to go outside immediately after I'm done and put my feet in the earth and just kind of ground myself again. Right. So so you, you mentioned that you, you're channeling. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. so does it take some focus? I mean, yes. does it just it doesn't just come over you. You got to kind of set yourself in the mode. Yes, I can turn on and turn off like a light switch. I've trained myself to do that because otherwise it would be like listening to the static of a radio constantly. So it's very annoying and it's very overwhelming. So I I internalize and I tell the spirits, okay, I'm ready. You can you can talk to me now. And then when I'm done, I shut it off. Yeah. So you mentioned like when you were raising your kids, it's almost like you were you were distracted with that. So you were kind of putting it. So I turned away. Yeah, I, see. I, I did not, you know, practice. I did not, um, I mean, I could feel things if I needed to, but not like I do now. So when you look at one of your little ones go, I know you did it. You knew they did it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew they did it. I and they're like, they did it. gosh darn, this isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, well, when, when the kids were little, I'm also a healing touch practitioner, which uses energy work um, to help people. I do that in my readings. Um, so, you know how uh, when you would fall down and your mom would put her hands on your boo-boo so you'd feel better? That's healing touch. So I did that a lot when my kids were small because you know, they're always hurting themselves. So uh, have you ever used your uh, skills, I'm going to call them skills, yep. to solve or give information to help solve a reason why someone had died or had been killed? As far as for the police or something like right. that, yeah. I have not. I have not. I probably could if I really wanted to to channel into that. I haven't had the opportunity, okay. so I wouldn't be opposed. Okay. I wouldn't be opposed. You know, when when we did the investigation at the Primitive Baptist Church, I had no idea about Monica Lemons at that time, 
and uh, as I walked the property prior to Stephanie getting there, uh, I walked um, around the church, didn't know we could go in at that time, walked the entire property until I got over towards the far right. I had this overwhelming sensation in the bottom half of my body, like my legs were not on my body. I felt um, like when your feet fall asleep, tingly from, from the waist down. No clue why. And then I felt like I was going to you know, lose it again. So looking at the building, when you got to the right side of the property? Right side of the property, along the fence line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I you know, kind of looked in the woods, and I'm like, I don't know why I feel this weirdness. So I wrote it down, and then Ashley and Stephanie came, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but over there is really strange. And they looked at each other. I'm like, oh, crap, they know something. <laughs> sure enough. Okay. So for those that missed our first podcast, the the lady they're talking about, actually they found just her legs, right? Yes. In that area. Yes, she it's was a, a young woman. Young woman who was murdered. Mm-hmm. I never have found in, her in 1987. 1987. Very very sad story, and she's yeah. stuck. She's very very sad. She's very sad. I actually went back there a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, just because I liked the building, and I walked back to the same location and the same feeling, and I, you know, I just told her, right. I, you know, I had a little chat with her, you know, psychically. So, and, um, it, it, I'm not going to mention any names here, but if you were taken to a a place close to here, where a person had lost their life and was found dead, do you? think it's possible that you could see what happened to that person when it happened? Possible. I mean, I can always ask my guides to give me the information. Whether they do or not is We all know who you're them. talking about. Yeah. Don't tell me anything. She doesn't want to know anything. <laughs> Don't tell me anything. No, right. It might be right. an opportunity. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Podcast three. Never know. Well, I, it, it, Never know. I, I have... Listen, Don't I, talk too much about I, it if I, we're no, going to no, take so. it Right, I'm a skeptic, right? I'm not going to say I'm Absolutely. not. Right? I mean, I, 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 the more I learn and the, the more I'm going to ask, the more curious I'm about it. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, and, I'm I mean, not afraid of questions. No, I think it's great. I, I It's the first time I've ever open. talked to. Right. Completely right? open. That's why I got... You I know, think it's awesome. It was, it was... When I saw that somebody local was doing this stuff... I thought this is a great opportunity for a podcast, and I'm like, you know what? I need to get them to do the house here because there's mm-hmm. stuff going on in the house, and it's right. And I always brushed it off as grandpa. my great grandpa, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So the history is my great grandpa had a stroke in a field here, hoeing thistle, and back in the day they put him in a house until he was unresponsive. Then they took him to the hospital, right, where he passed away. So in my mind, he really passed away here. Mm-hmm. Right. His spirit um, is here. For his sure. spirit is here. So. Mm-hmm. That's and that's you know we deduced that that's his rocking chair mm-hmm. um, that Maddie saw rocking. Sure. So mm-hmm. and then there's uh, I'm not going to say issues. There's we have lights that go on and off here. Um, <laughs> we we witnessed them Tuesday. And I, yes, everybody got to witness Tuesday far more um, intense. It, it was very intense. Um, in fact, they went off several times. They went off when Dwayne and I. And I, um, the lady that was doing the dowsing, dowsing, what was Ashley? It? Ashley. Mm-hmm. We were in the bedroom with the rocking chair, mm-hmm. and the kitchen light went out. Mm-hmm. So I went out that time and I turned it back on. 
Then at the end of the evening, we're all together, and one of the lights just starts flickering. When you and I were talking. Yeah, Yeah. when we were talking about Mm -hmm. the history, Mm -hmm. then lights go off. And then they they came back. And then they came back on. That has never happened, ever. While we were in the room. While we were in the room. So what normally happens is we'll wake up in the morning, and a fan will be on, or the light will be on. And there's times that Mary and I have been in the kitchen, and we'll be talking about something pretty intense, and the light will go off. So uh, there's something. Okay, and that's great because something happened to me uh, two weeks ago, and Margie witnessed it. Okay, we have not talked about this. We go down to my apartment in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. We get there on Sunday night. She walks over to the light switch in the dining room and flips the light on. No power. I said, what? It's just like there's no power. Did she it's say, like, I'm pretty sure Alan Stanger wanted well, this? So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I looked over. Was Alan said, down here? She goes, is electric. there a second switch or so? It's the only switch. I go over, there's no switch. It's like, what the heck? So I go, so let's check the breaker. So I walked over, checked the breaker. So I went back, and she's standing there watching me. All five light bulbs were unscrewed. So I'm going to talk about that light upstairs okay. again. So it's unfortunate my other son, Levi, couldn't. He's up at Purdue. <laughs> couldn't be here. So when we were all in Gatlinburg, he had an issue with that light. So he comes up, it goes off. He uses remotes, nothing, can't get it turned back on. We get back from Gatlinburg, I'm like, what the heck's wrong with the light? I had to get a ladder, climb up, and pull the chain to turn that light back on. Now, how do you explain that? And that's the way that I felt with this. I felt like in this situation, the apartment complex was built on a very historical ground out there and literally there's five bulbs all five bulbs were unscrewed so you know what we're going to do we're going to take a short break because we got a commercial sponsor and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about just a little bit more about what they found here because you know we're going to put it they're they're going to put a big uh youtube video out about it which we'll share um but probably a two-parter yeah (laughs) Maybe a three-parter because they're coming back again. Yeah, who knows? This could be a this could be a recurring. Could be a series. 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 Yeah. Um, The Stanger Mansion. Stanger Mansion. And no, we have to give it some mysterious name. Rusted nail, haunted bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Tina West. And we'll be right back. You know, there's nothing like waking up on a Saturday morning, making some waffles or pancakes, and getting out that bottle of 100% pure maple syrup. Stanger Sugar Shack, Indiana, 100% pure maple syrup, available exclusively at the Brookville Butcher. Stop and get some, and check us out on the web at StangerSugarShack.com or on Facebook at Stanger Sugar Shack. I gotta run now. Pancakes are done, and the syrup's waiting. Remember, make sure it's pure, 100% maple syrup. Stanger Sugar Shack, another proud sponsor of Cross the Line, 1524.
right, welcome back to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, with our special guest, Tina West. So Tina is an empath with the Get Spooky Society. I'm a psychic medium. She's a psychic, psychic medium. medium. Get yeah. it straight, Alan. Well, you know, you weren't paying attention we, we are earlier. at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Can I get a shout out from the patrons of the Rusted Nail Speakeasy? There we go. That was sad. <laughs> it won't be once I add the special effects. Add special effects. Okay, how about a shout out from the from the the patrons that aren't normally here? Yeah. <laughs> I stumbled in the wrong door. <laughs> stumbled. We made big mistake. Josh. I think we have new we have new patrons here probably. So I don't know if you guys saw, but we got served a notice. It's on the wall over there. I've seen it. Uh oh. So we got shut down for a year. For breaking the law. If they For breaking the law. So we've been talking about the Get Spooky Society, of course, and um, they did a, uh, and they're still in the midst of a uh, investigation here at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy and the house that's attached to it that was built pre-Civil War. Uh, we've got the dates for that. And my family bought the property in 1916 at a public auction. Uh, so we don't know what happened prior to 1916. We've got good uh, history from there. My great-grandfather passed away here. Uh, he was hoeing thistle out in the fields and had a stroke. And it's kind of, I, I told Mary today, because going through the, the family history, my great-great-grandfather, which was his dad, also passed away from a stroke. And, and she kind of reminded me that back then a lot of people that's what they passed away from. Right. Uh, whether, you know, that was the real cause, but once they had par- paralysis, you know, it was a stroke. So that's well, the way and, it was. They probably didn't high blood pressure. Right. Guess, they right? probably didn't control you know, blood pressure very and well. Diabetes and you know, any of that stuff. Any of that right. stuff. Lots of bacon. So, <laughs> bacon and lots of uh, well, sugar and you know sugar. and a lot of probably a lot of heat stroke to be quite honest. Well that's my, my, my great grand my great grandfather that's what it was. It was a heat stroke in right. the middle of the field. Right. You know, everybody nowadays, you got a field of corn, you bring your tractor in, and actually you do no-till and you spray everything. And Yeah, you kill it all with oh, some back, poison. Back in the day, he was out there with, the, you know, a hoe, hoeing thistle out of the cornfield. So, yep. uh, things have changed. So, got our, had our investigation here. Been, been a little, uh, what's the word I want to use? Enlightening. Enlightening. Interesting. 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 Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm, intriguing. I'm off, it's got me off-centered. Intriguing. I, I, I think it's cool. So my son and, and future daughter-in-law, she says she's never come here to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> so so we had some more questions we were going to ask. I, I do have a question, yeah. if I can go ahead and add one. Um, and this goes back to a very small story. Uh, when I was young, probably... I'm going to say maybe eight or eight to ten years old. I was uh, riding in a car with my mother, and we were going to Brookville from Cedar Grove. Okay. You sure you weren't going to the Dirty Dent drive-in? Yeah. 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 That's okay. where I went. All right. I went right there. Okay, guys. Bingo. Guys, listen. We're to Wayne's in a barrel tonight, not me. All right. Flesh? Gordon. Not anymore. So, uh, God, every time. I kicked it over, bro. Uh, poor Tina. She'll have to understand the story after that. Uh, anyway, we're driving to town and, and Brookville. My mom is driving, and uh, we're in an old 70s car. And uh, and my mom, 
she's sort of an eccentric lady. Her her mother was a like an 80 90 percent Cherokee person, uh, middle of the hills, Kentucky. And uh, my mom driving along reaches over and grabs my knee and says, "Can you smell that?" And I said, "No, mom, what are you talking about?" She goes, "And this is like this time of the year, like in the fall, October." And she said, "I can I can smell the honeysuckles in bloom." Which are springtime. And right. And she said, yeah. My mother has just died. Yep. Okay. So my mom tells me this, and mm-hmm. uh, we pull over, and we were en route between Cedar Grove and Brookville. We pull over to Sperry's, yeah. rubber, and we turn around and we go back. We go back to my house, a couple of miles away. I pull into the driveway, and my sister is standing on the front porch, my oldest sister, and she has the phone in her hand, and she's crying. And mom said, what's going on? She said, grandma passed. My mom knew that. And she knew that. She knew that. Yeah. She was and a, I'll never forget that day in my life. It, it's, absolutely. She was an uh, empathic intuitive. It, it, she did. She mm-hmm. felt that. And she, uh, she, yeah. she literally, it's totally freaking to this day. I'm, I mean, I'm 56 years old and it's, it freaks me out to know that. Yep. But she was a very calm. Mm-hmm. And she got out of the car, and I and then I told my sister, I said, "You know, I have to tell you what happened." She, but it, it happened, and I was probably eight or ten years old. So that would be in the same class of a medium, right? Yes. Am I correct? Okay. I just wanted to bring that up to, to intuitives can also, you know, sense these things. Okay. Um, it depends if she got a message from the spirit herself, or if it's just a knowing. Just a knowing. You okay. just know, and that's what an intuitive would be. They just okay. know. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I did that when my father passed away. Woke straight up, middle of the night, and I was like, he's gone. He's gone. And he was ill, but not dying. So, and then my mom called me at seven. She's like, I didn't want to wake you in the middle of the night, but, and I'm like, I know. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. So, with the investigation you've done here Mm -hmm. so far, What's the most surprising thing that you found? Well, surprising is not quite the word I would use. What's the word you would use? (laughs) Intriguing would be a good word. The most intriguing. So Benjamin is the spirit that we met this evening in the cellar. And I was looking for him on Tuesday, but we did not find him. Right. Because he was down here, obviously, now that I know that. Um, and he did not want to stop talking to us. So, so I have to go back and talk to him some more. Let me tell you a little story of something that happened last weekend here. Okay. So there's where they're all playing cards, that light. Mm-hmm. So my wife, Mary, came down here and we were, I, I actually, I did a new commercial for uh, Big Bubba's Flying Airplane Service. <laughs> you have to listen to podcast to figure that out. Okay. So I'm playing that for her. I said, what do you think about that? And that light right there just started flashing on and off for a good 15 seconds till Mary went over and flipped it off because we were freaked out. <laughs> I mean. She thought it was Alan's wiring yeah, job again. Yeah, but. yeah. It, you know, it's, it's it's on a dimmer. It'd be different if the dimmer was all the way down because that happens because it's not getting enough electric. Right. It was all the way up because I had just done the bar front and ended this commercial and i mean it was intense going on and off on and off mm-hmm. on and off wow so so the question i have is you mentioned mm-hmm. his name mm-hmm. how did you get his name spirit told me when i channeled 
Those are back from my original notes when I channeled okay. the building. Okay. And then mm-hmm. when we're back in the room, she has, and I don't know what the thing was called on the phone. The app, the necrophonic app on our phone. Mm-hmm. And they were asking questions, and it said Ben. She kept saying, Benjamin, will you do this? And it went, Ben. This is when you were back When we there. were just back there tonight. Yes. I heard it. I was Because yeah. I was so, standing over her shoulder filming her camera, and yeah, it was as so clear as now you, you audibly heard this in the room or through It's through that app. app. Okay. But it was so, right after the question. She said, Benjamin, do you do this? And it went, Ben. And then she said, do you, do you not like being called Benjamin? And it did it again. Ben, yeah. They wanted to ben. be called Ben. So what I cool. heard from Tuesday's investigation is everybody was up. Dwayne and I weren't, but all the ladies were upstairs besides Mary. She was with upstairs. us, yeah. And you asked one of the spirits how they died, and they said stroke. Correct. That and was I had not, spirit out. I had not shared mm-hmm. that that's how my great-grandfather right. died to anybody. On the spirit box, I'm sorry. On the yeah. spirit box. And so stroke came out. Stroke. So. And we had no idea. So we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then it Now that came across to the, the Audible? It's that. Audible. The mm-hmm. app they have. And it said stroke. Yes. yes. And tonight, a few words came back there as they were asking questions. It was kind of answers to the questions. So I, I know asked. we're going to yeah, have it's... listeners that don't believe and say you're making all this up. But I'm telling you, I, I'm a all of us. If you if you've listened to our, our past 25, 26, 27 podcast, we're all pretty straight level dudes here. Uh, and for us to say, hey, this is what happened, we're telling the truth. We're not making well, this up. We I'll, were there when it happened. What, you know, it's... Well, so, I'll, I'll share an experience away from here. And my wife knows this. Her father passed away. And our bedroom has three big glass windows. And like the day after, I woke up to this bluebird pounding on my window, beating on the window, just flying into it. And the first morning I heard this and it woke me up and I'm like, what the heck? And I sat up straight in bed. I saw it and it was gone. I didn't, it didn't kind of dawn on me what it was and went back to sleep and didn't think nothing of it. Well, Dodie, I, she didn't wake up and I didn't wake her up. So second morning, the same bird is back at the window again. And it's just pounding on the window, just flying into it. It would fly into it, hit it back out six inches and just keep doing this. Well, the second morning I woke her up. I said, Dodie, look at the window, but don't don't sit up just look so she woke up looked at the window saw this bird flying there hitting this window and i said sit up well as soon as she sat up it flew back from the window sat there a second and then just left and that was the last time we seen it and then after she said after she saw it she said that's the bird my dad had tattooed on her leg and on his leg and he had a blue bird tattooed his leg but that was it was there for two days and then gone and it was right after he had passed away so speaking of birds so our second podcast was about the pandemic, and uh, we talked about uh, Jeff's brother-in-law passing away. Yeah. So I've been told there's a story about some doves. Or, or no, something. so let me back up just yeah, a back little up bit there a little because bit. so and I, I'm not going to say I'm skeptical, but when when I hear these stories about lights coming off, I'm looking for the physical first. Right. right. Now that being said. I truly believe that God sends us messages through right. spirits in different forms. So, but I, I don't get these feelings like you or Michelle gets or any of that. Right. 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 <clears throat> and I don't. 
I can't really recollect seeing like we talk you talk about the Indian right, you know, right, walking right. across the path and it it's not there right I, I don't get that but for me it's more you know I'll get senses from animals and and I think truly I think God has different means to comfort us or send us messages so where you were going with that Alan is a story I told you is my brother-in-law Bill and he had COVID and he was in the hospital and was on a ventilator um, so he went on a ventilator on a Saturday and um, on I believe it was Monday or Tuesday I came home from work and you'd have to know Bill in our relationship so a lot of people talk about um, cardinals when it comes to death okay and a lot of times a cardinal will will show up as the spirit of that person for their loved one right so you have to know Bill and I's relationship he's not going to show up as a cardinal right You know, I know I knew Bill well enough. I think he's like a vulture or a starling or something. Yeah, he's he was he was a goofball, right? He was he was he was always clowning. He was a goofball, and uh, you know he he enjoyed messing with people, right? So I pull in the driveway. Robin's working at home at this at this point, and uh, I pull in my driveway. And as I pull around the back, I'm getting ready to back into my garage. And there's this white pigeon, not a dove. You know, not a cardinal, it's not a dove. It's a white pigeon. It's got a little bit of black on it. have never seen this bird. I haven't seen a pigeon around my house, I think, since we lived there. An actual pigeon. And I'm thinking, what is this? Where did this pigeon come from? Right. And he's on the driveway, kind of just trolling across the driveway and I'm backing towards my garage at the same time my daughter's dog who's this you know about 80 pound dog is sitting on its haunches watching this pigeon just sitting there watching this pigeon and I'm waiting for it to react and (laughs) go running at this pigeon it's a bird dog right I'm continuing to back into the garage okay and I'm but I'm watching this and so the dog gets up and just kind of takes a couple trotting steps towards the pigeon. And I looked over at the pigeon, and it's flying right at me. I mean, I'm thinking this thing's going to come in my window, right in my window. And it comes right up. I'm halfway in the garage, and it flies up, and it lands on top of my car. I'm halfway in the garage. And Robin comes out the back door, and she's standing on the back deck. And I'm like, is there a pigeon on? Is that bird on my car? Okay. So, so, so everybody knows we're in the middle of the country. We don't see pigeons here too often. No, no. I mean, no. to see a pigeon here is a big deal. You no. know, it's not like right. you're in the you city. Know, you see morning doves, right. and you see you know, doves, all kinds of quail, wild birds, yeah. cardinals, you know. bluebirds, like seagull in Iowa. You right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pigeons here. Pigeons that's just, that's. It's not typical. That's not typical at all. So I'm sitting there looking around and the first thing you know it flies back off my car flies up and lands on the gutter of my house I mean not 10 feet from Robin sitting on the gutter so I, I go ahead and get in the car and I walk up to the house and he's, he's just sitting up there looking at us like hey dude 
So I walk in, and she says, that bird's been here all day. I say, really? And immediately for me, because, listen, while Bill was sick, at the same time Alan was sick, I had other members in my family that were that were sick, obviously, from COVID. Right. They weren't all hospitalized, right. but there was a lot of emotion going on in life oh, it, it for, was, for us. Uh, there was... It wasn't you know. just family. It was, friend, like oh, you said, yeah, friends, if, there, uh, separation. Yeah, if was, you go back and listen to the podcast, you'll you'll I, right. you know I articulated I think right. that a lot right. a lot better than. But I, we didn't really talk about this particular event. So, so I walk up and she's like, "That bird's been here all day." And she had pictures of it. It had been sitting right on the kitchen window, like looking at her through the kitchen window. She had a video of it walking across the deck the deck railing. I mean, two feet from the back door. I'm like, wow. So we walked, we went back out, and he's, he's just sitting up there. 30 minutes later, we went out front, kind of walked around the whole house. Pigeon's gone. Have never seen it since. Never, ever seen it since. Hmm. But my feeling was, even when I was walking up to the house, is that's, that's God. Yeah. That, right. That's God you know. and that's a spirit and he's been here he's been here he's protecting you know. Robin all day. Right. Right? He's been her protection all day. So the next morning the hospital called my sister and said he's we need to take him off the respirator. He's Essentially, his body is shut down, and I'm not sure it hadn't shut down the day before, right? right, right or that right. that evening. Right. But after that, it was, you know, that was, was a, his spirit. He was saying, already free. That was his right. spirit saying goodbye. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and so, my sister, we talked about the Cardinals. My sister just lives down the road, and sure enough, the next day she has a Cardinal sitting outside right. her house. Right. And. Um, Obviously, just not acting normal, but it, it's just there, kind of hovering around her house. And, you know, she felt like that was Bill. The next day, that cardinal showed up and had a female cardinal with it. Well, Bill had, his first wife had passed away. He was a widow. And she she just felt like that was him with his first wife first and, wife, right. and right. just letting her know we're okay, right? Wow. So, so I do get... You know, mm-hmm. while I don't get these visions of 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 people moving or feelings like mm-hmm. I think you get and what you Correct. guys had back here even tonight, mm-hmm. um, that's the feelings I get. It's right. through through right. God. So, and I don't get I don't get I don't get freaked out about it. Even you know, we, like we talked about, we were down at Bardstown. We were right, right. In this I, I wasn't place freaked out was, in Bardstown either. It just. You know, you know, it happened. Right. Right. And, and well, so again, for me, the reason I don't get freaked out is I have a, I have a much mightier authority right. protecting exactly. me exactly. from any spirits. And exactly. that, that's what and, it's... And so it, it just doesn't, right. you know, it just doesn't bother me, doesn't freak me out in that way. I mean... Living human beings freak me out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Driving to work freaks you out. Right. So what freaks me out is going to an Arby's restaurant and they're out of roast beef. 
At three in the afternoon. At three in the afternoon. <laughs> when, when a guy's got to have a beef and cheddar, a guy's got to have so a beef look, and cheddar. This is off topic, but look, if you own an Arby's and you're advertising two for six beef and cheddars, and at three o'clock in the afternoon, you pull up, and I pull up and say, I like two beef and cheddars, and they say, I'm sorry, you can only have one. I'm like, what? Well, that's all we have is one. I said, what do you mean you only have one? We're out of roast beef. I'm like, how can you be out of roast beef at 3 o'clock? Well, what, what you're lucky, Alan, is you're lucky they didn't yeah. split the, the one roast beef up into two so, sandwiches. So I'm going to put a shout out here. If you own the Arby's roast beef place, Arby's in Brookville, Indiana, call me. I can help you yes. manage that place. <laughs> So, yeah, completely off topic. Off topic. That was way <laughs> off topic. That's been, I'm telling you. He's been boiling all night. Yeah. But, so, but well, he got into the to the um, to the Robins after my father passed away. He sat in a chair in, in the kitchen all the time. And outside that window, there was a, or a cardinal, I mean, not a Robin. There yes. was a cardinal there for three days. Yep. And pretty much stayed on the windowsill. Yeah, it would go away a little bit, but it was always coming back. And then yeah. three days, it was gone. And you hear that from a lot of people yeah. about yeah. the cardinal. Spirit comes in lots of ways, and you can ask spirit to come to you as a bird, a feather, a, a penny on the floor. Pennies from heaven. You heard that, yeah. right? That's spirit. That's right. spirit working. Right. And and like you said, it, it's from a higher power. It's it's absolutely from a higher power. Yeah, so I think I think we all believe we all here believe in that higher power. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you know, it's just you know, it's it's strong stuff. But I'm going to go back a few minutes here. Okay. Our listeners, so we know, Dwayne said he heard on the audible the man said stroke. No, that was last night. I didn't know that. Hear was last night. Okay. I heard Ben. Okay, you yeah. heard Ben oh, it was Tuesday tonight. Tonight, tonight. Okay. Yeah, tonight he heard Just ben. so I want everyone listeners know, that was while we were doing the prequel podcast. No, to this. It, it was no. That was Tuesday. The stroke okay. was Tuesday, Tuesday. but the Ben was tonight. Ben was tonight. Ben was tonight. While we were in here, you were in there, and you heard right. that tonight. Yeah, I, I read to hear. So, so, so our listeners know it's it's the storage room for the Rust and Nail Speakeasy, and several of the people that come here. Jeff, Jeff's wife being one of them, don't want to go back there. So right. he's always said, oh, that's, you know, I'm a guy. I'm like, I, I took Dwayne back there the other day and we showed him stuff. Scratches and on the wall. Scratches on the walls, <laughs> which are, you know, I, I say are from raccoons, and yeah. I still believe are. But, you know, I, I don't I, I don't get the same feeling that they I don't know about the scratches. Well, see, I think, I think that goes back to what I was just saying, that. You know, I, it doesn't bother me to go back there right. with regard to right. spirits or right. anything like that. I no. I would be worried about the raccoons. Yeah. But. So I've got I have a story about that. Well, off air. So, but I, here's what I'm going to say about feelings. So, when we came from what we'll call the sitting room into our bedroom, where my the rocking chair with with James. Yes. yes. The hair stood up on the back of my neck mm-hmm. for a long time. Yep. And you were right there by the doorway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that normally doesn't happen. Normally, I just, it's all good, and I'm mm-hmm. not worried about anything. And my, the hair stood up. You know, you could, you could mm-hmm. feel it. Absolutely. And so there was something going on there for me. So well, I, I, In that same episode, when you were in there, you were on the other side of the way. I was on the other side. I can't remember who was asking the question. Somebody said something, 
And at that moment, it felt like somebody blew cold air on my arm. And I could, it felt like somebody just walked past me and I felt the cold and then it was gone. And then the the cat ball went off. She asked the question. I felt the cold and the cat ball went off. And I'm like, I just felt something on my arm. And, you know, it didn't, what didn't hurt me, didn't scare me. It was just a question for the media. This is a challenge for the four of us. Do you think that you could channel something? That could bring something out of the, one of us standing here. I'm not sure I understand what you're asking. Do you think that you could ask something that would be able to offer something from one of us for that? Give here? a reading? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like a reading. Not on the spot because I've turned okay. off for the evening already okay. because the back room was already okay. intense. Okay. Um, but I'd be more than happy to come that, back and give that. And you know what? Readings. <laughs> The glasses are so empty. So we're going to come right back and wrap this podcast up. We're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and Tina West. And I'm Alan Stanger, and we'll be right back. All right, so we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Stephanie Guts from the Get Spooky Society. So this is the, you know, we're, we're winding down on here. On our second podcast on the Get Spooky Society. Uh, so it's been an interesting couple of evenings with the Get Spooky Society. And I, I think if I were to ask Dwayne now versus prior to Tuesday night what you think of the paranormal, I think I would get a different answer. Yeah, I'm a lot more convinced. I mean, I've always been interested in it and thought there was something kind of like Jeff. I there's signs or God's trying to tell you something or somebody's trying to tell you something, but I've never experienced it. I've watched the shows, you know, you see them on TV and you see the things that I got the witness to this week happening on TV and you're sitting there going, yeah, BS. And then when you're here though, and cat balls are lighting up, flashlights are lighting up. And tonight I'm videoing an image that's not in front of me, but it's in front of me. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> so, leave it at that. So part of the problem is a lot of the mainstream media shows on the paranormal have been proven to be kind of fixed for TV. Oh, yeah. So that gives everybody a kind of a slanted view because they think it's all fixed. Right. Well, I mean, we were watching one last night, and I don't know the name of it, but it's on main discover whatever I come home and my wife has it on and it's been on for like four hours but uh so I'm I sit down and start watching it and it is so over exaggerated Mm -hmm. I mean these guys are they'd hear a noise and you'd swear somebody just ran a knife up their back and it's like (laughs) come on guys I was I just did this Tuesday yeah that's nothing you know you know know, it's it's funny you say that because I used to watch ghost hunters and all those and you know a little Sound that I would attribute to, you know, the temperature change in wood. Yeah. When right. things cool down at sure. night and you're heating it. Right. I mean, it's there's normal things right. that you have to take account for. Right. right. Especially in old buildings. In old or, buildings, for sure. And even new buildings. I mean, right, right. my house it, creaks. Yeah. If it's a wood, <laughs> it's if there's wood in that building, it's moving. It expands and contracts. I don't care who you are, how much money you've got. Wood it's moving. expands and contracts yeah. based on the moisture content in your air. So for those that don't know, in the summertime, there's more moisture in the air because your air conditioner is running and pushing moisture into your house. 
In the wintertime, there's less. It's all dried out. So, you know, what happens, especially in the wintertime, is things really dry out at night. And then heat, heat comes back on, you know. It's, Pop. Exactly. So people have to take that into account. So The only time that I really put any weight on that is we've actually had where we've said, if there's a spirit here, can you do this? And if yes. they knock back, right. so yeah. on command. Right. So we'll talk about the investigation here. We're not going to give everything out because the Get Spooky Society, of course, has their own site. And they're going to release the video the same time we are releasing the podcast. So, listen. You're listening to us now, then go to their website and listen and take a look at their video. Um, but they ask questions, they get answers, um, and it's pretty. Uh, I guess revealing would be the word. Yeah, I would say revealing. so. So, Ruben, what do you think about all this? Uh, wow. Uh, He's waiting for his meter to go off yeah, down there. Well, you know, so the listeners know that we have this meter, EMF meter sitting in front of us. And uh, while we are at break, I said, uh, Ben, can you tell us you're here? And this meter went off. Yeah. And it went off for probably, I don't know, 30 to 60 seconds. Yep. And the temperature changed on the meter by two degrees. Yep. And uh, it's back down now, and, right? And, and, and Tina, the meeting was standing next to me and Dwayne when I did it. Right. Um, uh, and when when you guys were on when Tina was doing the podcast with you, I had our SLS Connect camera, and I had detected a spirit in between you and Tina, between which is where the meter which is. Which is where the meter is. Right. Uh, what do I think about tonight? Well, I have to tell you, Dwayne has the video of what he saw tonight, and I ha- I'm not comfortable with going in there and doing that. Okay. I, I don't listen. I'm being honest. Are you telling yeah. me you won't go into the storage room with the rusted nail speakies? Well, I'll go in and get ice. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if I'm about... You're not going to go back to the liquor shelves? You're, not, look liquor? At, you're not, not looking to, to, to raise the spirits back there. No, you're just I, looking I, to not. get some ice. I mean, yeah, I just want some ice. I'd rather men be fine back here. Uh, I mean, I've always believed that there's a connection with a, a, a higher power always in my life. And uh, I'm an extremely blessed person. Everybody in this room knows that. But I have seen things tonight that makes me go, okay, maybe there are some things that could be right here. The biggest thing for me tonight is Dwayne heard the audible device say his name. All right. I wasn't there, but we were in the building when he did it. And Dwayne was Dwayne's here. I I have a lot of, I don't know, reverse feelings about some of this stuff. I do. I'm being honest about it. But not because I don't believe you, okay? It's because I'm uncomfortable. Right. And I'm the, I'll am i be the first one to tell you I'm uncomfortable, all right? I, because I don't know what I would do if I was really approached heavily by something like this. I, I don't know how I would react. And what I'm seeing now is like, oh, okay, I'm starting to understand why it happens and what's going on and stuff and how you measure stuff, but... I still believe my higher power is the person that's telling us stuff. I believe that there are people that leave this world unrest. Mm-hmm. And I believe they want to leave a message for us. I believe that that we have something out there that we need to help them finish up. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, but I've never seen uh, what we call physical proof. And some of the stuff that what we're showing me tonight is physical proof. I don't know if I'm ready for it yet. And I'm <laughs> yeah. being honest about So, that. you know, a lot of skeptics are skeptics because of what you just said. Right. 
you, you know, they don't want to believe because there's no way, you know, in their life, there's no way this well, can happen. Well, right. And, and if I do if I do get to the source where what I'm seeing tonight, and I do believe it's me, okay, I'm sitting here looking at all you guys. I see you guys every week. We listen to what we're saying. And you guys know I'm about as full of BS as anybody else. Right? But, so our listeners just heard a, it. A, <laughs> amen. That is, we have it on tape. We have it on record. Uh, Ruben's full you of know, BS. But knowing what, I, knowing what I know, seeing what I saw tonight, I have to say that I'm a bit more open-minded to it. Well, and when we have a moment after this, I'm going to show you the full body apparition that I caught. Between Tina? No. And- in the old post office cobbler shop in Metamora. Okay. And then you'll be a believer. Okay. I'm not going to say I don't believe. I just say I'm more open-minded to... Right. You're okay. going to be even more open-minded because you're going to see a full-body apparition that cannot be explained. Okay. Okay. Well, that is even... Now Now my hair's standing back. <laughs> Tina, you just talked to me about this. She just talked to me about this and she said, the alarm's going to go off when your hair goes up on your neck. So right. I'm waiting for that to go so, off. Uh, so it has been... And, you know, we're not going to release, tell everybody everything we found because it's going to be on uh, the YouTube website for Get Spooky. And we're going to share that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it'll probably be a couple of days after you guys hear this. Uh, but I'm going to tell you that I'm, I'm pretty, besides getting mad at Arby's for not having roast beef, <laughs> I'm a pretty normal guy. And what I saw in my own house, um, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't feel threatened at in the least bit because I'm the one that always said there was something here there's enough stuff here um, that uh, what's the word I want to use well there's enough stuff here that you guys want to come back again absolutely so and and Dwayne was here Tuesday night I'll be back and he'll be back (laughs) and we're going to try to get Jeff here so he can see it I mean I'm telling you Jeff it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. interesting, if nothing yeah. else. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, again, like I've indicated, it's not that um, I'm skeptical of things happening first and foremost for the same reasons you were me- mentioning the temperature changes. So, right. so I'm always I'm always looking for the physics right. reason why right. these things happen first. But to be honest, I think I've indicated here. I don't doubt. I don't doubt yeah, that there's something exactly. else going. I'm not. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm not as interested as Dwayne. Dwayne Dwayne's ready to <laughs> well, go headlong because, in there. That's because and Dwayne, I'm just okay with it. Dwayne was right? here Tuesday night and right. saw a bunch of things happen. Then tonight, even more, even happened, more right? happened. Oh, so, tonight was epic. Oh, tonight was just yeah, crazy. The other night was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, that's neat. Tonight was like, holy cow! And my I didn't tell you my leg was numb. I've got a nerve pinching in my back, so I was forcing myself to stay standing there. And the whole time on video, and I can't couldn't feel my left leg. Right. But I was like, I'm not missing this. I'm just I'm gonna get all this. <laughs> right. You know, I wanted to mention too while we're talking, uh, Mrs. Getz. I've known her for 35 years. Right. Yep. We were in school together. She's a few years younger than me. We're not we're not close friends or anything, but I know her life and her battles and what she's gone through and stuff. So it's not like I don't know this person sitting here. Right. So some of the listeners want to know. I actually know this person sitting here that's talking to us, and I met Tina tonight. So and it's been a pleasure to learn what a medium does. And so when you're sitting out there in the audience and you're listening to this. It's not like we don't know this person. It's not some random person just walked off the street into here. 
Right. Uh, we actually know this person. Well, so. and the things that happened, we've a couple of us have witnessed. Right. Yeah. So, right. And Robin right. was back there. Jeff's wife was back there with us. She saw right. some of it too. And you're not getting my wife within a farm's reach <laughs> of this place. Well, she I, is I thought she was going to turn around and run out when we started. I did too. I really did. Yeah. I mean, she. Uh, when the meter went off that was on the table yeah. right by. Yeah. Her. She. She's got an EMF meter be, built in. She does. <laughs> she it, does. It was on. I'm not yeah. sure how high that one goes, but. Hers was, it was paid. I'm sort of concerned yeah. what that EMF meter is going to be like out the way to leave her. So yeah. I got a few things um, that doesn't pertain to this investigation, but um, I was brought up Catholic, you know, it's and, it, and they teach you this is the way it is. And so if you believe in all that, you don't, you wouldn't believe in what we're doing now. And that's okay because, you know, I still believe in a higher power. I still believe in God. But when my grandfather passed away, my mom's dad, I was so close to him and I held his hand while he passed away and it was one of the most peaceful moments of my life. But when I got breast cancer, thank goodness he wasn't alive because he wouldn't have handled it very well. I was mowing the grass on my riding lawnmower and I was going past the back of the house and I have a big long um, porch on the back of the house and I saw him on the back porch. And I thought, well, I'm too far. I'll catch him on the next time around. And then it dawned on me, he's dead. And so I looked back and of course he wasn't there. When he passed away, my birthday is on Halloween. It was a Saturday night, which it is this year. It was a Saturday night, he was in the hospital. He was not coherent. He hadn't eaten, he hadn't spoken. That morning of Halloween, he asked the nurse, he actually woke up and asked the nurse, what day is it? She said, it's Saturday. He goes, no, what day is it? And she said, Halloween, October 31st. And he said, it's my granddaughter's birthday. And he ate and he, he visited with me that day and he was determined not to die on my birthday. So he passed away on November 1st, All Saints Day. He had a, an award-winning rose garden when he was alive, all different colors. And he said, he was grafting them, and he said, when he was alive, obviously, and he said, what color would you want if I graft you one? And I said, Tropicana peach. So when he gave it to me, I planted it, it bloomed, it was yellow, my, probably my least favorite. But I was never gonna tell my grandpa that. Every year on November 1st, when roses should not be blooming here in Indiana, it blooms Tropicana peach. Really? Wow. Then when a few days before I had my mastectomy on December 21st, I was at our company holiday party and I was leaving Newport, Kentucky to go to Harrison and meet my parents on another party. And I was on Fort Washington way and I looked in my rearview mirror and grandpa was sitting in my back seat. And then of course I realized, I smiled, you know, he was watching after me. So spirits come back, they take care of you when you need them. I truly believe that because he did. Well, you got a bunch of believers here now. Great I'm pretty story. sure. You know, we're, we're all believers in God, of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm... So, I, I grew up Catholic as well. Mm-hmm. So, I, I got a funny story to tell. So, my dad grew up Catholic as well. Grew up in this house. So, the... I think we might have talked earlier about the Ouija boards. No, we didn't. <laughs> Not online. If we didn't talk about it, we might have talked about them off air. So, Ouija boards, the Catholic Church, I mean, they have a very firm stance on Ouija boards. Right. Oh, yeah. And so, my dad grew up in his house. And I, I mentioned, so, I, 
I met with we, we Mary and I went down there uh, yesterday to talk to him a little bit because want to make sure I had all the history right. And, mm-hmm. and my mom, my mom's like, wow, dude, when are the ghost hunters coming? You know, I said, well, they were there. And uh, so we, we told him some of the stuff that happened. And my dad goes, well, because I, I, I don't want to dispute any of that. But I'm just going to tell you that growing up, we had two things that we did. We listened to the radio. And we had a Ouija board. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you guys had a Ouija board? That's crazy. Well, I knew they had a Ouija board because I found one here when I started doing the, the construction and deconstruction. So I'm like, you know, that that back, even now the Catholic Church oh, frowns yeah. upon that. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine back then. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. It was yeah. super, I said, super could, taboo. Could, I said, could you explain what was going on with that? He goes, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you know Ouija boards. You know, you know when I was younger, I messed around with them. In my mind, I think a lot of it's subconscious, but I, there may be more there. You know, it's a game put out now by right. Milton Bradley, yeah. Parker Brothers, whoever. Right. You know, so I think subconsciously some of that stuff can happen. Right. I'm not an expert. I haven't done it for years, but. Uh-huh. We used to be addicted to it in high school, but I think it's just like any of these other devices. Used properly and responsibly, you can get the spirits to talk to you right. through it, but or you can just play a game with it. Right. I right. mean, it's for kids, what, four and up, eight and up, whatever. Right. right, right. Used improperly by people that don't know what they're doing, it could be a problem. Right. But there's nothing to be afraid of. So, here, I, I, I... Kept the secret for a long time. Oh, that's all be good. So when I was in high school with a group that was in 4-H, Dwayne wasn't there. We did a Ouija board thing at somebody's house. And um, so you asked the question, who were you going to marry? <laughs> so at the time, there was somebody there by the name of Mary. And that's the name that came up when it was asked to me. Uh-oh. So now... It just took a while. I'm married to Mary. That's awesome. So not the Mary that was there, but right. a different Mary. So it's kind of funny how that stuff Well, your job out. is to find that Ouija board that your dad had. Well, my son thinks it's up in the garage. Garage of the, the old garage attic, so he's gonna check that out for me. So. <laughs> you were playing with Ouija boards, and we were just doing spin the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, be, be, before we go away, I got one question because the fifteen side of the life. <laughs> I wasn't there. He's a heathen. Right, if I'd have been there, I'd have kept them in line. Um, but when I was discussing with his friends, and and their first question, because all the TV shows. Is there a specific reason you're? It's always doing in a videoing and stuff in the dark. Is it to pick up images, or is it just, or is it just because, or? Um, no. If if a pl- almost every place is haunted, and every place has spirits, every place does. They're going to be active whether it's during the day, during the night, whatever time of day. I think most people will do it at night just because it's spookier and scarier. We have had major things happen in broad daylight. Well, you just recorded a little bit ago in daylight. Right. Right here in the room. Right. With us. So, I mean, sometimes places are more active at night. It just depends on the spirit. Sure. But hey, it really doesn't Just matter. so you know, it's 11 o'clock. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> PM. Well, I meant in the lit up room. I didn't say in the dark. <laughs> yeah, in the lit up room. <laughs> It was daylight earlier when we were back there when mm-hmm. we started. There was light coming in the window, so it was right. still light. Right. Yeah. But, so, yeah. so anyway. is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up for the I'm, night? I'm just glad we made some believers. Um, and again, we're not trying to scare anybody. We're just here to give, you know, spirits a voice that no longer have a voice if there's something they still need to say. So, so what's great about this is October 31st. Anybody know what October 31st is? It's your birthday, it's right? My birthday. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. So we are going to be, besides you, unfortunately, <laughs> down in Barstown, Kentucky, at a place called the Jailer's Inn. So if you do a little research on the Jailer's Inn, it's one of the most haunted bed and breakfasts in America. In America. Period. That's right. Yep. It used to be a jail. They used to do hangings there. All kind of stuff that's just despicable, quite honestly. Yep. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit in, in uh, I think, the last podcast, but Jeff and I both had an experience there, and we're going to do our podcast from the jail cell. That's awesome. I can't wait. So, it should be pretty It'll interesting. Be fun. Well, and the best part about this Halloween is it's a Saturday. That's what works perfect. It's a full moon. Full moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daylight savings time. There's something else. We've got everything of the trifecta. Right? I mean, it can't be more perfect. So, hopefully, my team... Is doing an all-nighter at the Little Cedar Grove Baptist Church. There you go. We didn't invite you down to Bardstown, but we got all the rooms. Uh, I know. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Little Cedar Grove Baptist Church is uh, about, uh, it's between Cedar Grove, Indiana and Brooklyn, Indiana on US 52. Yep. Close to White's Farm Flea Market. Yep. Okay. Oldest church. It's oldest the church. oldest Baptist church still on the same foundation. Right. In, in, Indiana? in Indiana? In Indiana. Indiana. Yep. Does it, what's the date? Does anybody got the date? date? <laughs> well, Probably you would have to go back to our YouTube go watch channel your YouTube and watch channel. that video. And we'll find out. I talk all about it. All right. Thank you. All right. Good deal. So I'll tell you what. We've had fun talking about this. and There'll be more in the reveal uh, video right. that you guys put out. And we'll right. copy that and put on our our pages yep. but this has been pretty eye-opening for a lot of people it's been and great. a lot of different yep. and if anybody's local and they want something to do on october 17th at 6 30 to 10 laurel masonic lodge investigation there you, go. you know what i'm thinking a couple of us are going to be there I, I got a feeling there'll be a few of us there. yeah yeah, yeah. Be a good night these he and Tony made very good assistance plus i know the password to do <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm yep, gonna say so for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Stephanie Getz, from Get Spooky Society. We hope you had enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you next time. I tell you what, we had a great time with the Get Spooky Society uh, doing the investigation at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy and uh, at our house. It was built before the Civil War. Uh, obviously, it's been a, kind of an eye-opening experience uh hopefully everybody will come back here <laughs> uh i was just fortunate enough to watch the part two of the get spooky society youtube uh video that they've done and uh, we'll give you the link for that uh here as well that's the get spooky society just type it in your browser uh, go to youtube and type in get spooky society they've got two uh videos that they've done here and the third one will be coming out next week all i'm gonna say is um there's always guests upstairs in the old house. 
A couple other things real quickly here. October 24th, we will be recording our podcast at Crazy Dogs in Brookville, Indiana. We hope all of you can make it out. we got prizes, giveaways. It's going to be a great time. Uh, come on out. We'll have some special guests. It's going to be a blast. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Ruben Hunt, Jeff Montag, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Hey, no.